Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... With the evil nighthead defeated, and the haunted mansion now just a pile of dust and rubble, the party took some time to heal, to ponder Esmir's new age, and to argue about being a team player. Once rested, the party continued north to Ulevin, with the hope of finding someone or something that could reverse Esmir's aging. Unfortunately, our party soon discovered that it was now just a ghost town. Our impatient gnome didn't want to waste time and soon interrupted one of the region's most feared predators while it was looting the gift shop. Owlbear fight! This did not work out for the owlbear as it only made Esmia more angry and the party soon took down the ferocious beast. With Ulevin a bust, the party put the fate of their mission in Esmir's hands. Though she greatly desired to regain her lost 40 years, Esmir decided to put the fate of the Sword Coast before her own, and the party continued north toward Firehammer Hold. Clippity-clops were apprehensive. Metagaming was done from a distance. Weapons were bonded with. Powdery substances were rubbed on teeth. But the road north was not without hazards, and the body was soon facing a 15-foot-tall, two-headed giant. Atten fight! Oh, wait. Atten conversation! That's right. Our heroes managed to talk their way out of being cooked up to impress a lady Atten. That was pretty smart. With Esmir's window for an agent cure shrinking and the Fader Jack all resting on what they find at Firehammer Hold, the party rode forth post-haste double time. What awaits our heroes at Firehammer Hold? How long does it take for a two-headed giant female to go to the bathroom? Is human meat mostly gristle and bone? And why didn't Esmir get to go up a level for agent 40 years? I mean, it's only fair. Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. A cloud of dust trails behind you as your horses gallop north along the Iron Road. To the east, the land slopes downward towards a forest. To your west, you ride alongside a 2,000-foot-tall cliff face of the Forlorn Hills. Riding within its ever-growing shadow, you scan the area looking for danger and a way up to the top of this cliff where you believe sits the dwarven fortress of Firehammerhold and where you hope to find a dwarven cleric to cure Esmir of her unnatural aging before it becomes permanent. Oh yeah. 
Soon, you all notice, a little ways up ahead, a black shape hovering over the forest to the northeast. And as you get closer, you all realize that this floating black mass is actually a large flock of ravens and buzzards. Oh, if we weren't in a hurry, there's so much we need to check out. Yeah. I'm going to have AC go, AC, go see what's going on over there. Now come back and tell me. Good idea. Okay. AC veers off and heads towards the northeast as you guys continue north with haste. Then, up ahead, you see that the iron road splits into two different directions. To the right, the road continues north. To the left, the road begins to rise and head up the side of the cliff. Mmm. That's gotta be how you get to Firehammer Old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And can our horses go up the road? Yes. It's steep, but it's wide enough, uh, you know, for like a wagon to travel along. I believe this is the road to Firehammer Hold. Let's go. <laughs> I, I believe it is too. I think we should go this way. All right. Let's go, guys. Okay. Onward. Onward, long face. <laughs> All right. So you guys take the left fork and begin to make your way up this 2,000 foot tall cliff face. Below you, you see the iron road slowly shrink as you make your way higher and higher. And about halfway up, you see, against the sky, the silhouette of AC gliding towards you. And Esmir, you suddenly receive a telepathic message from your familiar, and I whispered it to you. Oh boy, guys, oh no. I got bad news. What? What? AC said the ravens and the buzzards are hovering over a mass grave. Oh, God, I think I'm going to throw up, guys. It's so gross. Oh, no, no. Don't throw up. Oh, no. The mass grave is the mass grave. We must continue on. We are in evil land, you see. Look at the gods they, they worship. They worship evil gods. Hey, but who is buried there? Is that... Where the, do we, can we surmise that that's where the footsteps were going? Possibly? Yeah, possibly. Mm. Yeah, because the trail with the footprints headed into the woods and that uh, flock of ravens, uh, they're hovering over those same woods. Okay. So I, I think it was good that we didn't go that way just yet. Just yet. We just have more information now. Okay. Yes. Hey, we have all even more questions. I just, I've got a bad feeling about all this stuff, guys. Yes, and our questions will be answered later when we return. Well, as you once wisely said, it's not called empty dungeons. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so you continue your ascent along this steep road, and by late afternoon, you reach the top. And the sun is now behind the forlorn hills, right? And the area is completely shadowed by its craggy peaks. And as the road finally levels out up here, it quickly turns south and runs atop the cliff that you just rode up, right? So as you continue to follow it, imagine that to your right is the rocky face of a you know tall mountain. And then to your left is a 2,000-foot drop down to the Iron Road. Mm. And as you're traveling up here, a cool wind whistles as it flows along the sides of the cliff. And as you look up ahead, uh, you see that the road curves out of sight as it follows the rocky contour of the Forlorn Hills. 
Okay. And I'm going to have AC fly up above and kind of look ahead towards where we're going. And he could tell me if he sees anything. Okay. Look out, tell me if any rocks fall off the cliff, because I don't like falling rocks either. Okay, so AC flies up ahead and disappears around a bend. And as you continue forward, you all soon see that the road forks. The main road that you're on continues south along the cliff and disappears around a bend. But now another path turns west and heads towards the hillside. And you see that it leads to a walled structure that juts right out of the natural stone of the hill that towers over you, right? And on the furthest uh, corner of this structure stands a seven-foot-tall statue of a female dwarf leaning on a shield that's emblazoned with two interlocking rings. Hmm. And in the center of the structure is a door with a sign next to it. Okay. What does the sign say, if it says anything? Well, you're the one who speaks Dwarvish. Well, I know. I'm going to go up to it, and I'm going to look at it. I'm going to read it. Okay, so you approach the structure, and you see that carved on the door is the symbol of a blazing mall. <gasps> and next to the door is a worn wooden plaque engraved with words in Dwarvish, Elvish, and Common. And it reads, Welcome. Rest easy until audience is granted. Oh, that's that, like, waiting room place mm. that guy was telling us about. A hostel, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we may have found it. Because I don't think there's going to be, like, a, a big front gate with a portcullis and everything for us to ride through. I think it, I think this might be it, that we have to wait for the audience here. Hey, but we need to find a cleric. I know. We need to get in somehow. We have time to wait around. There's no other way to go? What if we keep going? Well, as you're contemplating this, AC comes flying back around the bend, and he tells you, Esmir, that he saw what appears to be the main entrance to this hold, and that it's just right around the bend. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, I say that we should go to the front door and knock. Okay. Yeah, let's do that because I don't have time to wait around for an audience. Yeah, exactly. I'm on board. All right. Okay, so you uh, continue south down the main path here and soon make your way around the bend. And as you turn the corner, you see that the path leads to the hold's main doors. But these are dwarven doors, right? So before you stands a 12-foot tall, 10-foot wide set of double stone doors set in a smooth stone wall and affixed to the center of each door, about four feet off the ground, is a massive stone knocker. And carved on the smooth rock walls on both sides of the entrance are two nine-foot-tall bas-reliefs of stern dwarf warriors with full helms and braided beards and axes. And above the entrance is the stylized symbol of a blazing ball. Cool. Hmm. Firehammer hold, all right. It's firehammer hold. Yeah, it looks like firehammer hold. Uh, we made it. Is there a way to ring the front doorbell? Grab one of those knockers. <laughs> oh, a knocker. Look at those knockers. I'll grab a knocker. <laughs> Give that knocker a good whap. <laughs> okay. So you raise the heavy knocker and slam it into the stone door. 
wait for a couple minutes, and all is quiet. Uh, can we open the doors? Pull on that knocker. Is it a push or is it a pull? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you guys, as you guys try and figure that out, you all quickly realize that that opening the doors from this side would require a you know a siege scale assault. What? Mm. Okay. I'm we gonna need take a Kron. Esmir's gonna go up and just knock on it. Hey guys, Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> open up. We're here to pick up our ale order. <laughs> Maybe we have to go back and wait for an audience, but let's wait here for a little bit longer and see what happens. Aye, but this isn't doing us any good. Esmeralda maybe has what, like 10 hours left? Not even. Yeah, I think we should just go back to the room and wait. Okay. Gotta follow the the dwarfy rules. Okay. I guess. At least we knocked on the door. My understanding is that it's a hostel here that you can stay in and that maybe yeah. they will help you, hopefully. I mean... Yeah, that's all we can do. Yeah. All right, I'm going back. Okay, all right. All right, so you leave the massive stone doors and head back to the hostel. You tie up your horses outside, and you're now standing in front of a normal-sized stone door. Open says me. <laughs> no, open says me. Okay, you push on the stone door, and it smoothly swings open. And as daylight creeps into a dark room, it reveals a wood-paneled living room with a well-worn carpeted floor. An empty fireplace sits in the wall directly across from you, and along the northern wall, next to an open door, uh, sits a fine wooden table and stools. And there's also another open door on the southern wall. Hello! Housekeeping! There are doors in here. Would you like to explore, my friends? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you guys step in and check out this hostel. Beyond the southern door is a small wood-paneled room furnished with two bunk beds and four small chests. Beyond the northern door is another wood-paneled room furnished with three bunk beds, three stools, six small chests, and an empty bookcase along the north wall. Mm. Esmir, there's chests in here. Maybe there's some gigantic healing potion in one. Well, they're just empty, aren't they? Yes, you look into the chests and they're all empty. They're like, uh, you know, foot lockers for all the guests to keep their belongings in. Okay. Are the beds like rotting away or they look made to look like you can sleep in them, like someone's been taking care of them? Well, you see that everything in here is in, is in pretty good shape. It looks like the hostel's been kept up, though several of the beds are unmade right now. Okay. Everyone can go ahead and roll a perception check if they'd like. All right. Are the eyeballs and the paintings moving? <laughs> Following you around the room? Are there any dogs playing cards? So I rolled a 10. I rolled a 15. 14. 16 plus 2, 18. Mm, nice. Commendable. Okay, so Cullen, you're looking around the southern room here, and you notice that on the wooden panels next to the bunk beds, people have been carving their initials and various sayings, right? And it looks like this has been going on for many years because they look old and faded, right? But you notice one that has been freshly carved and it says, Damren rocks. No, oh, <laughs> hi, 
Tis the bard Damn. who disappeared oh, yeah. and played badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Elric, you're looking around the, um, the northern bedroom here when something about the bookshelf catches your eye. And I just whispered it to you. I thought you said the bookshelf was empty. No, there's something about the bookshelf that catches my eye. Not a book. Not a book. There's a little hole. I can put my peaky finger into it. About the size of a oh. marble in the back of the panel of the bookshelf. I'm going to go check it out. Interesting. Yeah, put your finger in the hole, buddy? Sure. <laughs> that's a little weird. But that's okay. Oh, maybe the tip of his dirk. <laughs> uh, uh, so I investigate this this hole. Okay. How? Are you going to look into this hole? Yeah, I'm going to actually put my eye up to it. Oh, boy. <laughs> We've taught him Okay, enough. so you... You press your face up against the back of the bookshelf and you put your eye up to the hole and you only see darkness. Okay. Does it look like it's like a catch, a panel, like I can put my finger in there and pull on it? Well, you can, you know, barely get your finger into that hole, um, but you don't feel anything. Okay. Tiny hole. Okay. I'm going to look in there because I got dark vision. Ooh. It's about four feet. It's about four feet off the floor, so you know it's not that high off the floor. It's right in line with Esmeralda. It seems to me like it's in line for a dwarf to look through, like a peephole for a dwarf. If something pokes me in the eye. I swear to God, guys, I'm just going back. I'm I'm retiring. <laughs> okay, so Esmir, you take a peek through the hole, and you see a short, thin hallway that um, goes for about ten feet and then turns left. Okay. And as Guys. you peer... <sighs> oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> and as you're peering through the hole, you suddenly hear the sound of footsteps approaching. Oh, no. Oh, shit. What do you do, Esmir? Okay, so I'm going to take my eye off it, and then I'm going to go, scooch it. Guys! And I'll be like, Guys! Shh! That's someone back there. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Esmir does that. Jake, what do you do? I dive under the bed. <laughs> St- do you stealthily dive under the bed? Stealth- There's no stealth. <laughs> All right, Cullen, what do you do? I, I leave the room. I leave the room just the other side of the, the wall from where the door is so that I can hear and peek around the corner a bit. Okay, Elric, Jake has dove under a bed and Cullen has ducked out of the room. What do you do? I walk up to the hole and <laughs> I stand there and I shout, Hail and well met, dwarven friends. And I say it in dwarvish. <laughs> nice. We are Classy. seeking news of Jack or Jack himself. Nice. And then I like elbow him like, that was classy. Good job. And I look around from <laughs> under the bed, but I stay there. And right after you say that, you hear the faint sound of footsteps running away. Oh, boy. Hmm. Hmm. They were just passing through. I'm going to pull myself out from under the bed and dust myself off. (laughs) Okay. Can I investigate the area to see if there's a way to open it? Sure. You guys can roll perception checks if you'd like to examine this bookshelf. Uh, six. So close. I'm going to try it. 14 plus 7 is a 21. Whoa, your perception is through the roof. Okay, so Jake, you look around this bookshelf, 
and it's difficult to see anything out of place because, you know, dwarves are very good at concealing secret doors, right? But with a 21, you eventually see a faint seam that tells you that this bookshelf is indeed a secret door. Yeah. But you don't find any way of opening it from this side. Oh. Say friend and enter. It never works for me. Oh, man. Cullen, maybe your amazing strengths will help. I. You just push on it, boy. Oh, I could smoke a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I will have some tweakling pipe weed before I... Oh, I stretch. Mm. Have a little weed. Oh, let's see. Tweakling weed. Effect. Advantage on its strength check. Self. I'm giving it my all. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> uh, the secret door doesn't budge, not even a bit. It seems to be held fast from the other side. Damn. Ah, oh, shicks. <laughs> what are we gonna do now? Hmm. So what? What's the deal with waiting for audience? We've got to. I think we've got to find out what the schedule of events is so we can find out when the audience is going to arrive, you see. Oh, no, wait a minute. We have to be invited here, right? I, we're not at a spa. You just come here and you wait for them to come to get you, but. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's wait for someone to come and get us for at least an hour. And in the meantime, I can take a short rest. Okay. Everybody's happy. All right, so you guys want to take a short rest? Sure. Hi. Yeah. Okay, you're going to rest in this room here? We might as well. There's beds might in here. Well. Keep yeah. my eyes yeah. fixed on the door. Yes, and keep our eyes fixed to see if any other visitors come. Actually, I'm going to go out into the main room. You are? I'm going to go out to the main room. Might as well. You never know. Someone might come in that way. I'm just going to sit at the table. I'm only down seven hit points, so I'm not going to roll a hit die. Uh, I'll, uh, just smoke my pipe. Sit down there and smoke my pipe. I'm going to sit at the table with him. And me and Colin are, Colin, you're going to hang out here with me, right? I am keeping my eyes on the secret door. Yeah, that's a good I'm putting me goggles on. I don't want to be surprised. (laughs) And then, can I look in the hole again? Sure. Real quick? Mm Mm-hmm. Can I see the the footprints that, whatever that was made? Okay, so you go back to the peephole and peer in, and you see another eyeball. (laughs) And just as that happens, someone rushes in through the front door. Elric and Jake, you see that it's a dwarf, but it's not like any dwarf you've ever seen before. He is bald and has a white beard and ash gray skin. He wears scale mail and has a shield in one hand and a war pick in the other. His eyes are a milky gray, and he turns them towards you too and screams, Rawr! Roll initiative. Oh, oh man, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I knew that we would get no rest. Eight. Mm. A friggin' five. Ten. I got yeah. a four. I got a ten. And AC got a 17. All right, in the northern room, Esmir, you're peering into the peephole when you see a milky gray eye staring back at you. Then suddenly, Esmir and Cullen, 
you two hear a war cry come from the living room. Ah! AC's first in initiative. What's he do? Okay. I guess I'm just going to have AC fly into the living room. Okay. And just hang out there and see what happens. Okay. And as AC flies out of the room, uh, Cullen and Esmir, you both hear the sound of grinding stone coming from the bookcase. Oh, Jesus. Esmeralda, get out of the room. I'll hold the door as long as I can. All right, you bastards. (laughs) Back in the living room, the gray dwarf who burst in and screamed rushes at Jake and swings down his war pick. And misses with a 14. And I say, we come in peace. (laughs) (laughs) He'll go in pieces. But that dwarf isn't alone as another great dwarf bursts in through the front door. Oh boy. And he rushes Elric with a raised war pick. Can I take a swing at him as he comes up? Sure. Uh, Action, Glaive of Sharpness. Oof, 18. 18 hits. Damage for the Glaive of Sharpness. Six plus three is nine. He's moving. All right, you slash him as he charges you, but he continues forward and brings down his war pick. Okay. And rolls a natural one. Oh, oh man. Too much of that ale. <laughs> the pick misses Elric and goes right into the table. And it, uh, you know, it goes deep into the wood and it gets wedged in there. Oopsie. And right behind that one comes another gray dwarf. Oh, and he also rushes Elric and takes a swing and hits with a 17. Ooh. 1d8 plus one piercing, doing six points of damage to Elric. Okay. And then a fourth gray dwarf enters the room. And this one steps just inside and lets out a yell. And Elric and Jake, you watch as this dwarf suddenly begins to grow in size. And he is now double his size and is now a large creature. Awesome. (laughs) That's messed up. All right, and now we go to Elric. Okay. All right, so four gray dwarves have burst in and are attacking you and Jake. And you are suddenly reminded of what Jake told you back at the statue of Vergadane. These are the defilers of that statue. These are the subterranean race of dwarves, the Durgar, and they look tough. What are you gonna do? Okay. Um, what is, I'm looking, I'm trying, looking at my scroll of burning hands. The spell scroll saving throws a DC 13 and an attack bonus plus five, but it's a scroll. Would I have time to whip out a scroll and read it? Probably not. Sure you would. I would? Yep, it takes an action, just like casting a spell. Okay. Whip it out. Whip it out, bro. <laughs> whip it out. I whip out my uh, <laughs> scroll of burning handses. Yikes. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must take a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, so let me make a 15-foot cone. I'd get those guys. Those three. Okay, cool. Now target all three of them and roll their dexterity saving throws. Burning hands, here we go. Three twenties. Oh my god, really? Oh, no, they all succeeded. Uh, so they all take half damage. Yep, so go ahead and roll the damage. All right, they each took five damage. Oh, well that's something. All right, Yep, cool. you rolled an 11 uh-huh. and they took half of that. Okay. 
They're wily, nimble little guys. Yes, and as the scroll crumbles to dust in your hands, we cut to the northern room where, Cullen, you hear the grinding of stone as the bookshelf begins to move. Someone's coming through. What do you do? Um, can I try to grab the bookcase and keep it from moving? Sure. I'll have guts me strength. All right, so you grab the bookshelf, and as soon as you do, you feel resistance, right? Someone is trying to slide it open from the other side. So it's going to be a contested skill check. Okay. So go ahead and roll your athletics. 18. Okay. And they rolled a 16. Ah, So you feel some strong resistance from the other side, right? But you manage to keep the secret door closed. This, you can't get in. This is like the the gate back in Jolkin. I know, <laughs> but I don't think this is a long-lasting strategy. Yeah. This strategy <laughs> won't last forever. <laughs> All right, back to the other room. Jake, four Durgar have rushed in and attacked, and you get a very strong feeling that these are not the dwarves you're looking for. Right. <laughs> so what are you going to do? So at the um, northwest corner of Durgar Warrior 4, right? See how he's taken up four spaces? Mm-hmm. The northwest one. I want to drop uh, my potion of shroomnade. Nice. <laughs> oh, what Oifenian gave you. Yeah, so I'm going to toss it right over Durgar, uh, Durgar Warrior 5's head lob it, right? Like I do with my bless potions. Mm. It's going to land right in that square um, behind Durgar Warrior 6. Okay, so that's going to affect all of them. Mm. Yeah, the little mushroom spores are going to come flying out and um, they all have to make a DC saving throw of 15. Holy smokes. Mm. Okay, so go ahead and target all of them. And just so everybody knows, uh, if they don't make that constitution saving throw, they're poisoned uh, for one minute, and they're incapacitated while they're poisoned because they're hallucinating from the mushroom spores. <laughs> the shroomnade. <laughs> the shroomnade. Hallucinade. <laughs> All right, so now that they're targeted, roll their constitution saving throws. Boom. The, wow, three... Three succeeded and one failed. Oh, man. Well, dwarves are a hardy folk. Yeah. <laughs> so warrior four, the big guy, failed. Okay. And he, so he's, so he's poisoned and incapacitated for one minute. Okay. And that, as my action, is all I can do because I have no Book of Agma. It's all I can do. It's all I can do. Hallucinate you. <laughs> All right, so the enlarged tour guard is just standing there, uh, staring at his hands. Whoa. <laughs> Man, thumbs are so crazy. Think about it. Just think about it. <laughs> just then when the hurdy-gurdy man came singing songs of love. <laughs> All right, so we cut, uh, cut back to the bedroom. Uh, Esmir, there is some seriously strange commotion going on in the living room, and in here, Cullen is desperately holding back the secret door from opening. What do you do? Get out! Save yourself! I'll hold it as long as I can! <laughs> okay. 
So I'm gonna go to the door. Oh, jeez. Mm. Oh, my God. There's a bunch of crazy dwarves <laughs> in here causing a ruckus, and one of them's a big fat ass. Oh, Jesus. The big fat ass is staring at his thumbs. He's fine. Leave it him alone. It looks like he's tripping on something. <laughs> he is. He's tripping on shroom made, you see. <laughs> one iris is really huge. The other one's a pin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to be boring for now. <laughs> And I'm going to try and hit um, one of these guys with the firebolt for now. Does one of them look like more damage than the other? Let me see. Warrior three is definitely um, hurting more than six or five. Okay. I'm going to control click that guy. Okay. Pew! go. Alright, a hit. 13 plus 7 is 20. 20 hits. Nice. Roll the damage. Oh my goodness. 16 damage. Alright, that was awesome. Fried him like a crispy And you exceeded, with a 16, you exceeded the hit points by 10. Oof. He was already hurt. Massive uh, Goodbye. Wallop. First he had the burning hands, then the firebolt. Yeah. (laughs) We are in fire hammer hold. There you go. Now somebody needs to hammer your team. Okay, so Esmir pokes into the room and finishes off a Durgar with a firebolt. You gonna do anything else? I think I'm gonna stay where I am. And that's all I can do. All right, then we go to the top of round two. And AC, what's he gonna do? I'm gonna have AC fly. I'm gonna have AC fly to... Um, three, four. Uh, can he? Where can he get close to number four, the big guy? How close can he get to him? Which square can he go in? Well, he can go to the square above him or the one below him there. I'm gonna have him go into the one above, up one there. Okay, AC flies into the fray, and Durgar five is gonna continue attacking Jake and swings his warpick and misses with an eight. Ah. And number six is going to continue attacking Elric. And hits with a 17. D8 plus one, doing four points of damage. Okay. And now the big guy is going to try and snap out of his uh, psychedelic trip here. (laughs) So he's going to roll another constitution saving throw. And he's going to roll with advantage because Durgar have advantage on saving throws against poison, spells, and illusions. Oh. And he rolls an 11 and fails. Those those are still very fascinating to him. Now, back to the bookcase, where Cullen is desperately trying to keep the secret door closed. Oh boy. Can I survive a second strength challenge? We'll see. Roll another athletics check. See what we can do here. I have a bad feeling about this. Nice. Oh, 24. 24. <laughs> it's the one thing I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. <laughs> and they rolled a five. Oh. Even with advantage. Oh. Nice. Good luck, chumps. <laughs> All right. Now we go back to Elric. All right. I am going to do something I should have done last turn, which is burn an action surge so I can attack twice. 
So I'm going to control click on Jurgar Warrior number six. So here we go. Glaive of Sharpness number one. Miss. Ooh. Glaive of Sharpness attack Come number on, two. Glaive. 16. Hit. Nice. Damage will be. Ah, oh, 12. Ooh. Puts him in the heavy. Close. So I'm going to take a third swing at him with my Glaive of Sharpness. Whoa. 23. Hit. Oh. Damage. Oh, Dying. nice. Oh, that was out. sneezy. Sneezy went down. I still have the bonus butt. Right. Uh, uh, and Jurgar number five is just within range. Okay. Hack slash slash. Okay, Boing. bonus. Uh, Glaive bonus action. See if I hit. Come on. Hit. Butt oh. <laughs> oh. never lets me down. Uh, bonus section bludgeoning. Here we go. Wounded. Ooh, Five points of damage. Wow. Right on. So that's, oh, man. that is Shot my actions. That was taking out a warrior and damaging another guy. So I swing up. I, I just, I missed with my first one. He blocked it. He parried it with his pickaxe. Then I got him with the other two, chopping his head off. And then smacking this guy in his milky eye with the bonus butt. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And now we cut back to the bookcase. Cullen, they're still trying to get through. You gonna continue holding it? Yeah. All right. Roll another athletics check. Okay. Oh come on, athletics. Eighteen. Nice. I have a plus seven. That helps. And on the other side, they roll a. 19. Oh, damn. Why'd they roll twice? Oh, it's because they're helping each other on the other side. Oh, crap. So, you've been holding back this secret door, but the Durgar finally get the upper hand, and the bookcase begins to slide open. And as it does, before it's even fully open, a gray dwarf leaps out, and this Durgar is wildly swinging two short swords, and he lunges at you. Yeah! and hits with an 18, oh doing five points of damage. Yeah. Then his other sword swings and hits with a 23, Jeez. slicing you for two more points of damage. And then we cut back to the living room. Jake, you now hear the sounds of battle coming from the bedroom. Yes. You've got your own situation out here, right? Yes. Four Durgar burst in here, but only two remain, and one of them is tripping, thanks to Oifenian's shroomnade. <laughs> yep. What are you going to do? I'm actually going to um, drop a bell on his head. Ooh. So I'm casting Toll the Dead onto Durgar Warrior 4. Okay. The big guy? The big guy. And he succeeded? Yeah, he succeeds. No. He rolled a 19. A 19. So he's tripping. And he's a moron, and he succeeded his wisdom throw. All right, fine. He's too focused on his thumbs, man. Yeah, to even care. Yeah, he's like one with the universe. There you go. Well, he succeeded, so that's all I can do. I'm pinned in the corner by um, Durgar number five. All right, Esmir. Bastard! You're in the doorway, looking into the living room, when suddenly you hear the bookcase slide open and you turn to see gray dwarves pouring in through the secret door. What are you gonna do? Well, okay guys, we're gonna sticky pickle here. There's some guys breaking in on this side. Um, 
I think I'm just gonna tag this uh, uh, Trippy. We'll just call him Trippy. <laughs> Trippy the dwarf. Trippy, Trippy the, dwarf. the dwarf. He wasn't in the movie because yeah. he was too stoned. <laughs> he was hanging out with Happy, but Happy made it somehow. Or Dopey, he made it. But Trippy, no, he was just staring at his thumbs. <laughs> so I think I'm going to shoot him with uh, second level magic missiles. Okay. Okay, Dorgar. And I'm going to go. Pew! Two points of damage. Two points. Pew! Three points of damage. He's in heavy. Nice. Pew! Points, three points. Another three. Pew! Come on! Ooh! Nice. Five points. <laughs> nice. Nice. 13 total force damage. Is he almost dead? That's hard to tell. He's so focused on his thumbs. <laughs> okay, Chippy. Um, I think I might just have to stay where I am. Okay, so you're gonna stay in the doorway there? Yeah, I'm kind of in the in the middle of the sticky pickle. <laughs> okay, then we go to the top of round three and Asilius. What's he gonna do? He's going to squaw. I'm gonna tell AC. Oh, he can't get through the door. Okay, forget it. Which one? The bedroom door or the outside door? The outside door. Well, he could get by because that guy's, you know, too busy tripping out, so. Okay, I'm gonna tell AC. And it's AC, I want you to fly out into the forest and find us, uh, do a scope out so we can find a safe spot to take a long rest. Oh. Okay, so AC squeezes past the enlarged, hallucinating dwarf. <laughs> and uh, now it's his turn. And he sees this owl fly past him, and, and he's like, come on, man, snap out of it. Your your thumbs aren't that cool. <laughs> and, uh, so he rolls another constitution saving throw. And he's going to fail it and keep on tripping. And he rolls a 17. He makes it. So he succeeded. Yep, he snaps out of it. Yep, he's no longer staring at his thumbs. He's coming down. He's uh -huh. coming down. <laughs> he looks up and goes, huh? And who are you? We're your friends. Don't you remember, bro? You were going to a concert. <laughs> that shroom nade was awesome, too. Yeah. All right, now we go to his buddy there, who's going to continue attacking Jake. And he swings down his war pick. And misses yes. with an eight. And now we cut back to the bedroom, where two more Durgar leap out from the secret passage. And they quickly surround Cullen and attack. Oh, Jesus. The first one swings and hits with an 18, doing eight points of damage. The second one swings and misses with a 10. Nice. I'm going to use a um, repost okay. where when they miss me, I can uh, react by attacking them by hits. And all the superiority dies to do damage. So we'll do the vicious battle axe. Hmm. An 11 misses. Um, that sucked. That was a waste of a uh, maneuver. Oh well. Elric, you're in the living room, and Esmir just yelled out that enemies have breached the secret door. And a moment later, you hear the clashing of steel. What are you going to do? I am. I have got Drugar Warrior number five targeted. Okay. Um, I've already used my Clockwork Amulet, so I was thinking about using Green Flame Blade, 
to hit him and number four. Well, okay, I'll do it without the clockwork amulet. I'll do a straight roll. So here we go. Greenest, flamest, bladiest. 18, nice. 24. Nice. Good hit. Very good hit. All right, so here is the damage. I'm just going to drag it onto him. Ah. What? You rolled a one six, and a two. Six points of damage. Baloney. Baloney. Now, does the fire splash onto Jurgar number four? Yep, just drop the splash damage onto him. Okay, cool. Ah, a point oh, of damage. Oh, you killed him. But I killed him. <laughs> Nice. Three points was enough to kill him. Right on. Right. I primed him Three up points. for you. Yeah. Right he woke up and went, Ding. huh? And it got zapped by some green, <laughs> green lightning. That was a long, strange trip, buddy. <laughs> okay, that's all I can do, because I can only attack once because it's a magical attack. That was okay. awesome. Good show, boy. Colin, gray dwarves are are pouring out of the secret passage and you suddenly find yourself surrounded by swinging blades and war picks. What are you going to do? Real. Make some dwarf stew, buddy. So Slice them and dice them. I can't disengage because I'm surrounded, right? Uh, sure. You could, you could get past these guys by going diagonally, but you'll still draw several opportunity attacks unless you take the, the disengage action. That's what I'm saying. I, can I disengage and go here without drawing any opportunity attacks. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, could I use the action surge to make the, to do this movement, and then attack normally? Yes. So okay. So I realize my situation is untenable. So I do a quick hoop-de-doo sidestep, get away from these uh, guys so that I'm no longer being flanked and put my back up against Esmeralda's in the doorway and then wheel about and strike at warrior, Dugar warrior number one. All right. With the axe of viciousness, 18 hits. Nice. Nice. Wound six. Six points of damage. He's I'm going to give a good swing with the sword. Oh, 24. Almost nice. nice. Good hit. Ooh, right. 11 points of damage. He's in heavy. Heavy. Let's nice. Try another swing with the vicious axe. Come on. Ooh. Hit. 21 hits. Nice. That was really good. I that have a bad a feeling about this guy's Ooh. future. Oh, oh wound of Killed one. Him. That's enough. Oh. That's enough. <laughs> with my bonus. <laughs> nice. I got five, and that was enough. Nice. nice. So Cullen, so he wiggles, wiggles his way out from the circling Durgar. Uh, deftly making his way behind one of them and takes it out. And the dual-wielding du- dual Durgar, there's a tongue twister. <laughs> He's over there pulling weeds with both hands. <laughs> Get out of here, you ragweed. Oh, dandelions, no. The overseer <laughs> sees what Cullen just did, and he's like, what the? And he steps over his dead comrade's body and attacks Cullen. First swing misses with a nine. Second swing. Hits with a dirty 20, doing 1d6 for three points of damage, putting Cullen into heavy. Oof, not good. All right, Jake, you hear some grunting and clashing in the other room, but you still have a gray dwarf right there in your face. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm I'm gonna try Toll the Dead on this guy. And Jake is gonna call on Agma and, uh, and drop one of uh, Agma's bells right onto his uh, 
Durgar Warrior V's head and hopefully ringing some bells. And he fails. Oh, cool. Nice. So he does 2d12 necrotic damage, doing only six points. Six points. Jesus, God. And that's all I can do. The Taco Bell would have given him more damage. It would have. It would have. It would have poisoned him <laughs> yeah, from the inside out. <laughs> all right, Esmir, uh, you're in the doorway, and there are Durgar attacking the boys in both rooms. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm going to... Um, Cullen is right behind me. We're like back to back. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to slide my hand through his armpits so it looks like he has four hands now. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to say, oversee this, buddy. And I'm going to shoot a uh, firebolt at overseer jerkbag. Okay. Overseer jerkbag. I used to work for him. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> we all? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to shoot my firebolt at him. 21. 21 hits. Hits. 14 points of damage. All right. 14. 14 points. And then I'm going to take my hand and I'm going to scratch Colin's head with it. (laughs) You can't reach his head. Okay, I'm going to scratch his his balls. His balls. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Might as well. (laughs) Just for effect. Okay, so you cast Firebolt. You going to do anything else? And then I'm going to move... Wheezy. Oh yeah, Wheezy. And he's gonna go. He's gonna go around the dwarf, so he's gonna give Colin. He's gonna go around and give Colin advantage. Okay. And so he's gonna be in between two dwarves. Because things are, you know, things are pretty dire. I mean, we we got one guy and three dwarves. So these guys could definitely kill me. Yeah. So that's why Wheezy's willing to take one for the team because he's a team player. Not like the uh, overseer guy. All right, and as Wheezy comes around, so does Durgar number two. And he's gonna come right up to Cullen, and you both watch as he enlarges. Oh no! Son of a bitch. What is with these guys? They're like balloons. (laughs) And back in the living room, Durgar five, uh, continues to try and take down Jake. Bastard. And hits with a 19. Ouch. Doing three points of damage. Oh, you scratched my shoulder, you bastard. Elric, only one Durgar remains in this room, and it has Jake pinned in the corner there. And in the bedroom, you just heard Cullen go, oh no, what are you gonna do? Okay, I can take my bonus action at the beginning of my turn, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to drop that on myself. I'm going to do second wind. It gives me... Come on, come on, come on. All right. Wow. 15 points. Maximum. 15. That puts me with a wound of two. So I'm I'm almost full up. Nice. Okay. So I still got Drigar Warrior number five targeted, so I'm just going to give him two glaive attacks, two regular melee attacks. Glaive of sharpness... 22. 22 hit. hits. Nice. Right on. Slashing damage. Eight points. Dying. And you killed him. Oh, man. Good night. <laughs> nice. All right, so I still have movement, right? Yep. Um, what I can't see, but what is 
just east or to the right of Elric. Can I move to that spot? Is it empty? Uh, you are Elric. No. Um, <laughs> you Cullen, are Elric. Elric. You are Elric. The shroom nade hit me, too. Um, <laughs> well, if you move behind Esmir, you'll be able to see into the bedroom. Okay, I'll do that. I'll just go there. That's five, ten feet. Oh, that answers my question. I cannot do what I want to do, because Drugar Warrior number two is going to take up all four of these squares, and Drugar Overseer is in front of him. So I guess that's my turn. That's what I do. All right, then we go to Cullen. You've got Esmir behind you, the Overseer uh, is in front of you, and an enlarged Grey Dwarf is right next to you. What are you going to do? Jiminy Jack Corns. Um, just don't know uh, that I can take this guy down in one round, and that still leaves two attackers, which leaves me in a precarious situation. But I can't really move because then Esmeralda gets open to attack before um, anybody can help her. All right, I do have Wheezy helping me out, so I'm just going to do my best to take out the Overseer while I have the opportunity. Oversee this, jerkwad! <laughs> First, we give you a nice swing with the Vicious Battle Axe. Hit. 21 hits. Thanks, Wheezy. 10 points of damage. Heavy. Heavy. Mm. I got a bad feeling about you, Overseer guy. <laughs> Thylan Sword. Oh, oh. 12 oh. miss. Oh, it was a one and a five. Thank God I had advantage. It would have been a fumble. Yeah. So now I will use a Precision and add a D8 and see if that improves my luck. 15, damn it. Does not, still miss. Uh, second hit, Vicious Battle Axe with advantage. 26. Oh, so close. 26. 26 hits. Oh, six points. That didn't kill him. Nice, that's critical. So, and that's all I can do. That's all I can do. And the Overseer fights back and mm. swings. <laughs> and hits with a dirty 20, mm. doing four points of damage. Oh, below half. And then he swings around with his second blade and hits with a 17, mm. doing four more points of damage. Oh my goodness. And then he is gonna take an action surge uh, and swing again. He needs to miss. And he misses. Oh, thank God. There you go. Just barely with a 16. Hey, um, I could use a reaction, right? Sure. Okay, so this is a uh, a, a chance to repost, which is, or not repost, but when it, yeah, it's a repost. When they miss me, I can try and uh, hit them. All right, go for it. Give a, take a swing. And I hit. 21 hits. 21. And you killed him. Nice. 11 points of damage. Goodbye. Cool. Overseer's gonna need an undertaker. Nice. <laughs> hey, uh, Durgar Warrior 2, your Overseer died. You can go home now. Shift's over. <laughs> the Overseer's not watching. You don't have to work hard. Take five minutes, you know. Go have a smoke. <laughs> we'll be here. Promise. All right, so you and the Overseer are going at each other. You hit twice and missed once. He hits you twice and missed once. But in that uh, final miss, you repost and your blade sticks into his gut and he falls to the ground. And 
as he hits the ground, oh, uh, you f- suddenly feel something sharp sticking to you for four points of damage. Really? And as that happens, a gray dwarf suddenly appears right in front of you, holding a war pick with your blood on it. Oh, <laughs> sneaky bastards. Invisible dwarves. All right, now we cut to Jake. Uh, all the gray dwarves here in the living room have been dealt with, and there seems to be a traffic jam at the door into the bedroom. <laughs> what are you gonna do? There is. We're all standing in a line. So I'm gonna, um, I'm going to move across this living room to stand behind uh, Elric to see if I could see over and through the traffic jam into the next room. Okay. And, oh. So I now, for some reason, can see this Duragar warrior too. But I don't think I'd be able to hit him. No. You can see him, you know, a piece of him, uh, but most of him's behind the wall there. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, cast Toll the Dead onto Durgar Captain. Okay. And uh, see if he knows what's going on. Take that. He fails. And he fails. Nice. Does he have any hit points against him? No. He's fresh. He's fresh. Okay. He's fresh. So he'll do two D8 necrotic. Uh, doing oh, 13 points of damage. All right. He's not fresh anymore. Oh, he's smelling fresh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, Esmir, Jake is behind you, and he's ringing that bell again. What are you going to do? Just don't grab my butt, okay? I'm too far away. My arms aren't that long, you'll see. <laughs> says the gnoll who's, gnome who's grabbing my sporran. <laughs> So, even if I were to move, those guys couldn't get through here because this big guy's taking up too much space. Oh, but I would leave if you got out of the way. (laughs) Okay, you know, hey, buddies, these guys were lining up to kill you. Just like a line. (laughs) So I'm going to shoot a firebolt at the captain. Okay. And here it goes. Sixteen hits. Oh, cool! Nice. Damage. Heavy. Twelve nice. points of damage to the captain, nice. and then I'm gonna go zippity doo da, zippity a. I'm gonna go behind. I'm gonna go. I think. You know what? I'm gonna go back, and not, I'm gonna go back one more and go right next to Jake. Cause, sup, Jakey? What up, girlfriend? <laughs> and now the enlarged Durgar swings his uh, also enlarged war pick no. down onto Cullen. <laughs> and hits with a 21. <laughs> so that's now 2d8 plus 1 for 9 points of damage. <sighs> leaving Cullen with only one hit point. Yikes. Damn. Oh boy. You need to disengage, my friend. I would if I could. Move out of the way, boy! <laughs> Elric, you just watched a huge war pick slam down onto Cullen, and he is teetering, right? He doesn't look, he looks like he's about to fall over. What are you gonna do? I'm going to step forward five feet, um, and I'm gonna shoot, and let me target, oh, control click. 
control click Jirgar Captain. He's 10 feet away, and I'm going to shoot a firebolt at him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it when he uses his firebolts. Because you taught him. Yeah. Here we go. So proud. Boltius. Come on, come on. Ooh, oh, man. It's still hit. Hit. It, it was almost a 20. Teetering on the 20s there. 19. 19 hits. All right. Demon. Kill him. Firebolt. Nice. nice. 13 points of damage. 13 more points, but it doesn't kill him. No. That's an awesome slice the, or an awesome uh, bolt. That was a good bolt. points. That was yeah, a good was bolt. Very good. And that's where I'm going to end my turn because I can't run. Move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was thinking about, well, never mind. Okay, Cullen, the world's getting blurry and you're legs are getting wobbly, what are you going to do? Well, they say discretion is the better part of valor. So I'm going to disengage and move to the rear. And when I do, I'm going to use my bonus action to use second wind. Six points back. Awesome. Roll the one. <laughs> That's okay. Six points. Better than nothing. It's six more than I had. Exactly. I'm now only mostly dead. <laughs> it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Mm. I would have liked the other dozen. Still makes you mostly dead. Mm. I wish I had some kind of healing, but I have nothing. Yeah, what's up with the cleric and no healing? I've got potions <laughs> for you, uh, uh, Cullen, if you want a po potion. I can't. I use my action to disengage. Okay, well, I just mean in, you know... The future. The future. Should we live to see it? You guys want a cup of coffee? We could just, you know, put the kettle on. Well, I've left you quite a mess, my friend. Enjoy. May I introduce you to Dugar Captain and his friend, Enormous Giganteus 2. Enormous Giganteus, bring them on. I'm ready. So, Dugar Captain raises a javelin oh, and chucks it at Elric. It misses with a 16. Mm. It flies right past you, Elric, and into the southern bedroom. And then he, uh, he curses and he turns and he begins running back to the secret passage. Oh, no. Uh -oh. And as he does, he, he yells something in Durgar to the enlarged dwarf. And uh, also, as he makes his way there, uh, he leaves Wheezy's reach, right? So if Wheezy wants to take an opportunity attack, he can do that. Yeah. Well, if he's got one hit point left, this might just work. <laughs> it might. A bite, a quick bite to the ankle. Wheezy, nip his ass. <laughs> Come on, Wheezy. And he misses. misses. Ah. And the door guard captain disappears into the secret passage. Oh, no. He's going to go get more guys. So, I almost think we should make a run for get it. Get out of here. Yeah. Run away. Retreat. Bugger off. Yeah, because this chubby guy can't make it through the door. He can't make it through the door until he shrinks, and we could get out. And no, he can the... make it through the door. It's just difficult terrain for him. What? <laughs> That's baloney. Hey, the DM said he can make it through the door. I think we ought to listen. I think if my we... opinion's more valid than the DM's. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not. He clearly I'm... takes up four spaces. That wasn't me who said that. <laughs> 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 
Um, I want to live. Well, that's what I'm saying. I want to. I want to get my stuff back. I have no spell slots. I can't heal. I can't do nothing except. Well, we were trying to get here so we could get a potion for Esmeralda. I know, but not pan out. It sure didn't because it seems like this entire place has been overrun by Duragar. So I think we need to retreat out into the woods. Okay, but what should we do immediately? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> we should retreat into the woods. But if you don't think so, um, if if somebody yells out, get him, then I will go <laughs> after Duragard Warrior 2. And then we could try to finish him off. But I think the Duragard captain just took off to go and get more reinforcements. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be here when they come back. I think you're right. And I agree. I think we need to cut our cut our winds and split. Make a dash. And dash. All right. Well, it's your turn, Jake. What do you want to do? Okay. So that's what I want to do. I want to run out. I'm going to say, run! And I want to run out to wherever our horses are. Fly, you fools! Fly! Um, so let me ask you, though, um, if I was dashing, I'm so dashing, by the way. If you were dashing, right. but you're not. If, if um, We walked right into a trap. <laughs> we deserve to die if we don't leave now. <laughs> At what point, where's my horse? Where's Longface? Where are you? Could you make more noise, Jake? Make some more noise. Say, Longface, where are you? <laughs> so if you dash and go 60 feet, you can reach Longface. Okay, that's what I want to do. Okay, so Esmir... Uh, Jake just yelled, run, <laughs> and he dashed out of the front door, which seems to be a theme for Jake these past couple games. <laughs> an old man's got to do what an old man's got to do, He's got the cartoon. Get out of there, you fool. Long face, sit still. Just then when I heard a good man come singing songs of love. Then when the herdy girdy man came singing songs And so we leave our heroes overcome by an ambush at Firehammer Hold. With the hold now overtaken by strange gray dwarves, the party had only one play left, retreat. But there was still one enlarged and quite enraged Duogar still in the fight. Will they make it out of the hostel or will they become permanent residents? What the heck is a hurdy-gurdy man? And does he really sing songs of love? What is a Taco Bell? And does it really do more damage than Toll the Dead? And has everyone worked for an overseer jerkbag? I know I have. But who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. 
All right, so the players have finally made it uh, into Firehammer Hold, uh, but the audience they got was not the one they were hoping for, right? The new inhabitants are Durgar, which, um, which I'm really looking forward to playing because it's not just another, you know, goblinoid or human with a sword. These guys have uh, really cool powers like invisibility and they can enlarge and uh, some of them can dual wield and even uh, take an action surge. So a lot more stuff for uh, for me to use tactically when it comes to challenging the players. So it might be a little a little tougher for them, but more importantly, it's going to make it more interesting, right? Something different. And the other new thing that's happening here at Firehammer Hold is that we are now playing on maps that have dynamic lighting and line of sight. Right? It's the kind of a new thing that all the virtual tabletops are doing. Uh, and what that means is, is that the players can only see what their characters are able to see. So if, uh, if it's dark in a room and the character doesn't have dark vision or a light source like a torch or something, then the player can't see anything on the map. It's just black, right? And also a player in one room can't see what a player in another room sees, which is really cool and much more realistic and, you know, kind of spooky, right? But it's really different than how we've been playing for, you know, our entire lives, our entire, you know, D&D careers, right? And the way we've been playing is that as the players make their way through a map, I reveal what they can see and all the players see it. And if there are characters that can't see it, you know, like they don't have dark vision or whatever, then they have to role play that out, uh, either with me or with each other, you know, when they're like, what do you see? What do you see? Uh, so this session is the first time we've tried it. And like I said, it's really cool, um, but I'm also not sure if I like it. Maybe it's because it was our first time doing it this way, but it actually slowed the game down quite a bit. Most of the session didn't even make it into the show, but we'll see, right? I'm gonna give it some more time because it's really cool, um, you know, and maybe uh, we just gotta start getting used to it. All right, hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you are, please let us know through a review. You know, let others know uh, what you like about the show and uh, how much they're missing by not listening to it. <laughs> and uh, that also helps us grow by attracting you know, new listeners. And you can also help us grow by becoming a patron. Head over to RollRadio.com to click the link. You'll also find links to Andrew Capone, who produced the Roll Radio theme, and a link to Sirenscape.com, where all the epic music and sound effects come from. And of course, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module, all by Wizards of the Coast. All right, thanks again for listening, everybody, and tune in next time as the players uh, deal with their retreat from Firehammer Hold and deal with the continuing effects of their experience in the Haunted Mansion. That's right, it's not over yet.